This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. Freya and the Oceanids. The Eastern Oceanids arrived from a distant corner of the galaxy one summer's day, which was of course very surprising and, and quite worrying for those in charge. It turned out no one needed to worry. The Oceanids were more or less human, a bit hairier, and they were almost always smiling and being happy. Rulers of all the countries of the world rushed to introduce themselves and show how powerful they were with their factories and their wealth and weapons, but none of these things seemed to impress them at all. The Oceanids looked, well, bored. What's that? said an Oceanid suddenly, ignoring a very dull speech about trade agreements and instead pointing at a fish tank in the conference room. What? That? It's, it's just a, a fish tank with, I, I think, goldfish? Incredible, another Oceanid said. What amazing creatures. Can we meet them? The minister waved his hand and said he didn't see why not. They approached the tank and bowed. The Oceanids then appeared to listen and nod thoughtfully as they looked at the fish. Then one of the beings let out a laugh. <laughs> what a joker! That's a good one! Can you hear them? The minister asked. Can't you? Terrific humour. The next grand state visit was to see the Queen of England. It has to be said that the Oceanids spent more time in deep conversation with the Corgis, one of whom had some very probing questions about light speed travel. Absolutely fascinating, said the aliens, enchanted by the small dogs. Many hundreds of miles away from all this excitement were Freya and her brother Fergus. They lived on a small island in the Mediterranean. Freya wished she could speak to animals. They both worked at a sanctuary for stray dogs to care for them as best as they could. The chances to offer them new homes were so small as there were more animals than people on the island. It made her sad and then even sadder sometimes when she thought about all the other unloved animals on the earth. Some might be lucky to find a sanctuary like hers, but many others had to fend for themselves on the streets. She wished she could care for them all. One evening, she watched TV as an interviewer asked one of the head oceanids about their strange bonds with animals. Do you talk to animals in your own world? The oceanids screamed with laughter. We simply can't. There is nothing like that on our world. It might be ten times the size of Earth. Very similar in climate, but nope. No animals other than ourselves. It's just us, the wood, the lakes. If we need a companion, we have to find another of our own kind. How lucky you are to have such interesting creatures with which to play and to share your homes. Freya saw this interview and began to think. An amazing idea was forming in her head. She snuggled up to Sally, one of the strays, who was dozing next to her on the sofa, and idly tickled her floppy ears. Sally was a Labrador, getting on in years and didn't always like to be around other dogs. She would, however, always potter out when Freya walked the dogs to the beach. Sally did like investigating the rock pools and watching the minnows. Freya called her brother Fergus over. He'd been washing the dog bowls and was glad of a break. There were always a lot of bowls. What if... What if the Oceanids could adopt all the unloved pets and take them back to their planet, said Freya. What? You mean our dogs? Here at the shelter? Fergus looked puzzled. But the idea was growing bigger and bigger in Freya's mind, expanding like a cloud. No, all the animals who need a home, from all the shelters, from every stray on any street in the world. 
But that's a lot of animals, Fergus said. But the Oceanids said that their planet was enormous, Freya replied. And they really understand animals. They can talk to them, for goodness sake. It sounded so nice. Imagine if their world was filled with animals. It would be the best place in the universe. She didn't quite know how to get a message to the aliens, as their time was still being hogged by the ministers and world leaders. The leaders knew they had the ability to talk to animals, so had hastily cancelled the planned trip to see some farms, and instead had set up a lovely visit to a zoo. This didn't go quite as well as hoped, as surprisingly, or not, apparently some of the animals weren't too happy about being in a zoo, causing the oceanids to urgently report their findings to the humans, saying they were sure they'd take steps to make things right. Some of the humans looked a bit shifty at these findings, but nodded quickly in response. Freya went through the options. Could she travel to the places where the Oceanids were? No, she couldn't leave the dogs. Maybe she could write a letter or send an email, but to who? If only she could just... Hmm, conjure them up right here, right now. Barely had the thought come into her head when there was a pop and a fizz, and lo and behold, three oceanids appeared in front of her. Sally the Labrador roused from her doze, awoke with a bark, and almost fell off the couch in surprise. You said you had an idea, said the biggest oceanid. How, how, how did you know? Freya replied. Really, for a race that prides themselves on your own intelligence, you really haven't the first clue how to listen. Actually, listen. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. But humans always seem to talk double the amount that they should. Freya thought this was a good point. She cleared her throat. <clears throat> I was just... Uh, look, I was just thinking. There are so many unloved animals on Earth, I spend my time trying to care for as many of them as I can. But you could offer so many of them a better home on your planet. The Oceanid gasped. You'd give us all the pets, all your animals. Well, only the ones without homes, Freya replied. How many animals might that be? Many thousands, if not millions, said Freya sadly. The Oceanids suddenly looked sad too. Freya could see that it was almost impossible for them to believe that so many creatures went without love or a home. Of course, they said they would love to take all the Earth's unwanted. No stray would be left behind, and they could live out their days in the mossy woods and splash in the crystal lakes and never be hungry or cold again. It's a deal! The biggest being clapped his hands delightedly and span around in a whirl. Sandy, the Labrador, barked and wagged her tail at the sight. Then more barks came from the kennels and the sanctuary became a blur of happy barks and wags. So that's what happened. The Oceanids had to check that it was alright with the important people in charge, but it turns out that stray animals really weren't something that they thought was particularly important. They returned to Oceana after their lovely stay on Earth, and they took all the unwanted animals along with them. Dogs, cats, birds, mice, even donkeys and horses, lizards and llamas, all trotted, stalked, or scampered onto the spacecrafts with hardly a backward look. They could sense that the Oceanids were good. They knew it. They could talk to their keepers and were excited to hear and see what was to come. The Oceanids were loving and fun, and they would be safe and happy in their new home. Sally the Labrador watched the others go, wagging her tail, and only whimpering just a bit. Freya whispered in her ear that she could go too, of course, but she hesitated, whined, 
and returned to jump onto the couch and buried her nose in Freya's arm. Well, you'll always have a home here, Sally, old girl, said Freya. Sally was content to stay with Freya. With no other strays to look after, she had Freya to herself after all, and whilst the small island might not be as lush as the forests, there were some particularly good rock pools to investigate, and Sally did like to look at the minnows. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 